Now that we are five games into Kentucky basketball season, I figured there would be no better time than to give five bold predictions for how the rest of the year will play out. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. You can go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. That is Prize Picks daily fantasy sports made Easy. On today's episode of Locked on Kentucky, we are going to be giving you five bold predictions for how the rest of Kentucky basketball season will play out. Just a fun little exercise here today. Also going to give you a bracketology and Kim Palm update. Thank you so much for making Locked on Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everyone out there, we are free and available on all platforms wherever you want to check us out. So let's go ahead and get into it. I've got five bold predictions for you here today. And the first one we're going to start out with is actually not my original bold prediction, but I'm stealing it, and I will give credit to the listener that gave this bold prediction here just a few weeks ago. Bob Smith 8587 in the YouTube comments said, whenever I asked you guys for bold predictions for this season, he said this Kentucky team will be the highest scoring team in the Calipari era. You go and look at some of the best offenses that the Wildcats have had in 2009 with John Wall, 79.4 points per game. In 2015 with Jamal Murray and Tyler Eulis, 79.6. In 2016 17, this is the best offense the Wildcats have had, 85.9 points per contest with Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox in the backcourt. And then 2021, first year with Oscar Shibway, 79.5 points per game. I think that Kentucky basketball can very easily achieve this just after seeing their first five games of the season. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're going to average 95 points per contest. They're currently averaging, I believe, 89.6 after a very solid performance offensively against St. Joe's. Defensively, that's another conversation. But point being here, I think that this team is built to score. And until they get some of their bigs back, they are going to have to score in order to win some of these contests and stay competitive against some really good teams. I think Miami is going to be a massive test for Kentucky here in about a week or so. I think that Kentucky, with their offense right now, you look at the four guys that are leading them in scoring. Antonio Reeves, Rob Dillingham, Trey Mitchell, and then you've got DJ Wagner there at 11.8 points per game as the fourth guy. I can foresee... All four of those guys continuing to score in double digits throughout the remainder of the year. And I don't necessarily know if it's going to be on as efficient shooting as some of them have been playing. Obviously, Rob Dillingham right now shooting 50% from the floor, 46% from three. Will that keep up? I don't know. I'm going to talk about Dillingham later on in the show. But I think that Kentucky's got guys that can score. These three backcourt players, obviously, Reed Shepard is the fourth there is the fifth scoring option. Technically, Justin Edwards, you can also throw him in the mix once he starts to shoot a little bit better. I think that Kentucky's got so many different options that can give you double-digit scoring night in and night out. It almost makes it difficult, looking at the way this team operates right now, 
to envision them not being at least one of the five best Cal offenses, at least in his era. Definitely, I think, top three because those other four are hovering around that 79-point-per-game range. I think Kentucky can easily average over 80, 81, 82. Do they get past the 85.6? I think they can. I'm excited to see how this team scores the basketball as the season progresses. So that's my first bold prediction is that Kentucky has the best scoring offense of the Cal era. The second bold prediction I want to give to you guys today, and this is actually about defense, and I've been pretty critical of how the Wildcats have played defense, the rotation, and the fighting through ball screens was a huge problem against St. Joe's last night. But I think Kentucky's defense will be top three in the SEC in conference play. What do I mean by that? Well, if you go and look at the numbers, you can look at this on CBS Sports. I think you can get this on Kim Palm as well. You can see how the different teams across the board in college basketball play overall statistically, and then how they, how they operate in their conference. You can look at specific tabs to see what their numbers are. I think Kentucky, when you look at the SEC games that they play this year, I think Kentucky will end up being one of the three best defensive teams in the league, whether that be adjusted efficiency, whether that be from a scoring perspective or a field goal percentage perspective. I think Kentucky will be able to ramp things up. Why is that so? Well, this is going to tie into a couple of other bold predictions that I have here, but if you're looking at just the personnel that the Wildcats currently have to operate with, it's an extremely young group. We got to see against St. Joe's. It's one of those games where you get a learning opportunity and you get to kind of figure out what this team is made of on that end of the floor and you get to learn, you get to grow. You have an opportunity to do things better the second time around. Again, I mentioned the Miami game. That's going to be huge for Kentucky in about a week or so. I think the personnel you have now is going to adapt, build more chemistry on that end of the floor and get better. At least I hope so. And it's going to be difficult in conference play. Don't get me wrong. This is a very, very good year for the SEC, at least it looks like. And I think on top of this, the players that you already have, you're going to get these three seven-footers back. Well, at least two for sure. We don't know what's going to happen with Svonimir Ivasic. I'm not hinting at anything there. I just genuinely don't know. You're going to get Aaron Bradshaw and you go back. That's going to help your rim protection greatly. It's going to help you what you're doing on the defensive end of the floor it's going to really help you out there. So I think Kentucky not only will get better with the players they are currently playing with, but I also think the addition of these seven-footers will make Kentucky a better defensive team, top three in the SEC in conference play. I think that's how t uh, Kentucky's defense plays out this season. If you've got, by the way, bold predictions for the remainder of the season, I would highly encourage you guys to leave those in the YouTube comments below. And if you have any bold predictions and you're listening on listening on podcast at Locked on UK on Twitter is where you can find me. All right, I've got three more bold predictions for you guys. Before I get to those, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free, you can add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. LinkedIn has really simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on just the right candidates with skills and experience that you prioritize so you can find out who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs in delivering number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. It's very simple what LinkedIn does, and it's really awesome. They help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to, but 
faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, continuing along here on the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. If you have not subscribed to Locked On Kentucky yet, I would really appreciate it if you went ahead and did so, whether that be on YouTube, whether that be on podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you joined the squad here. We're going to have a great, great, great season, I think. So hop on the hop on the bandwagon. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've got three more bold predictions for you guys. Again, if you want to leave yours in the comments below, go ahead and do so. Bold prediction number three, Rob Dillingham will be first team all SEC. Now, this may not seem like that bold of a, of a prediction right now because of the way that Rob Dillingham is playing, but I think there are a bunch of different factors that would probably push him away from earning that honor potentially. So let's break those down real quick. First of all, I think Rob Dillingham statistically is probably going to take a slight step back. Look at his overall numbers in just 23 minutes per game. 23. 16 points per game. 4.2 rebounds. 4.6 assists. 1.6 steals. Only 1.4 turnovers. Shooting 50% from the floor. 80% from the foul line. 46.2% from three. Those are all conference numbers any day of the week. I think there is an opportunity for Dillingham's numbers to regress because I don't think he's going to continue to be as efficient of a shooter. If he is, Kentucky's got a very special player on their hands this season, and it may be one of the greatest seasons I've ever personally witnessed in college basketball if he's able to continue to build on what he's got going on. If he does not take a step back and he is able to maintain 15, 16 points per game on still pretty efficient shooting, he's going to be able to dish out the assists. He's going to get those for sure. But you also have other things that may be pushing him away from that award. Most notably, the other players in this conference. The SEC has some really solid guard play overall this season. I think you look to other places like Tennessee, who has some have, have, have a really nice blend of both young and experienced talents there in the backcourt. Santiago Vescovi is the big one. Dalton Necht, uh, the big guard there that has transferred in. You look at other guys across the SEC, such as Riley Krugel uh, at Florida, who could be an NBA prospect. You look at Auburn with Aiden Holloway, who looks very solid so far this season. Alabama has a couple of really experienced guards. Aaron Estrada, uh, the guy that they brought in. I can't remember where he transferred in from. Point being, there are a lot of very high-profile, high-scoring guards in this league. And Dillingham's going to have to fight against those guys, whether that be individually, like with, against them one-on-one -on -one in individual games, or whether it be just statistically throughout their respective seasons. Dillingham's going to have competition for this award. It's not like it's a down year and he's just going to be able to go snag it. The final thing here is that he is a freshman. How often do you give out first-team All-SEC awards to freshmen as opposed to uh, more experienced guards that have similar statistics? I don't know. Kentucky obviously has a history of bringing those guys to the All-SEC team, obviously. But Dillingham, I think, man, I talked about this back in, like, March, dude. I talked about this when he committed. I talked about this when the season ended last year, and I discussed this a whole lot throughout the summer. Even though DJ Wagner was going to be starting, even though we kind of found that out, I still continue to say, man, I'm really excited about what Rob Dillingham could be for this team. I want to see him play. I'm eager to see him play. I think he's Kentucky's most dynamic backcourt piece that they've got, and he was so explosive in high school. 
I loved his tape. And now we're getting to see here five games into the year. He's really showing uh, what he is capable of. So I like Rob Dillingham's game. I think that he could potentially be a first-team All-SEC type of player. Two more bold predictions here. Kentucky basketball will win the SEC tournament for the first time in quite some time, but they will not win the regular season title. To go back to what I was saying just a second ago about this conference, you've got a lot of really, really solid teams in here. Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn. I didn't even mention Texas A&M, who I I, I believe recently I forgot to mention on an uh, SEC type of show, and I got a couple of A&M comments coming in to hate, hate me for it. I, I, I don't think that y'all are a bad team. I just simply forgot in the moment with an interview with somebody. My bad. Mississippi State. Arkansas is still probably a good team, even though they just lost uh, to who was it? Was it UNC Greensboro? I think Florida has the ability to be good. I think LSU has the ability to rebound this season. Mississippi is another team that I really do have uh, a, a lot of respect for because of the different personnel groupings that they brought in. I think that Kentucky can be really, really good in this conference but I'm not quite sure if they're going to be able to tackle this entire league and come out on top with how inexperienced they currently are in certain areas with some of these other really, really good squads. So I think Kentucky is a top four seed in this league. Absolutely. Maybe they'll prove to be the best teams at, team at the end of the day. Tennessee looks really good, y'all. Alabama looks really good. Auburn, despite losing to Baylor, they look pretty good too. So there's a lot of different teams that could win this regular season title. I don't know if Kentucky's going to be the team to do it, but this is kind of tying back into what I was saying earlier about one of my bold predictions with Kentucky's defense being top three in conference play with this team kind of building offensively. I think Kentucky, the goal consistently year in and year out is to peak whenever March hits, whenever the postseason draws near. You want to start to peak at that time. And I think the way that this team is set up, they're young. They've got a couple of experienced pieces that can help guide them through this. Trey Mitchell, Antonio Reeves. Mitchell proved to be huge against St. Joe's, obviously. You're going to get your your big guys back. You're going to get your seven-footers back. You're going to see a more complete team as the season goes on. Those big guys are going to need some time to develop and to get comfortable, especially with an SEC slate coming up. You're going to see this team progress, at least I hope. And once you get to the SEC tournament, I think that is where you start to see Kentucky try and turn things on. If you can get a win at the end of the regular season against Tennessee and you go into that SEC tournament, you win it, you have to feel good about where the Wildcats are heading into the NCAA tournament. That's my final bold prediction here for you, talking about the NCAA tournament. I think Kentucky, or yeah, the NCAA tournament, I think Kentucky will be a three seed or higher. It's been a minute, obviously, the first year with Oscar Sheebway since Kentucky was able to get to that spot. Um, outside of that, Kentucky's just not really had a whole lot of success in the NCAA tournament over the past few years. I think that they'll get a top three seed in this in this tournament again. I think they'll look solid heading into it. I think this team is going to start to peak at the right time. Give them the three seed. I think it's going to be a good uh, I think it's going to be a good season. Whether or not they perform in the postseason, though, is going to be a huge question that we will all be discussing whenever it gets here. So if you've got any bold predictions, any thoughts on what Kentucky basketball could do with the rest of their season, you can leave that in the YouTube comments below. I want to dive into a bracketology and Ken Palm update. Before I dive into that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Prize Picks. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. 
It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you can pick more than two or more or less on two to six player stat projections, and you can watch the winnings roll in. It's really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than a minute. They've got quick withdrawals as well. Super easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types. It's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. You can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. That is Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, wrapping up the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. Apologies for the camera issues. My battery that I just put in has randomly decided to die, even though it has been charging all day. Nevertheless, we ball. So I want to give you guys an update on Bracketology and Kim Palm. I'm going to try and do this relatively consistently. I think this is the third time we've already done it this year. I want to give you guys an idea of where some of the other teams in this league are both statistically and looking ahead to the postseason. Joe Lenardi, we've given our opinions on Joe on this show. Uh, We're going to continue to look at ESPN, maybe poke a little bit of fun at it, it, maybe respect what's going on. We'll have to see week in and week out what the update looks like. But for Kentucky right now, as of November 20th, uh, Kentucky is still a five seed. They have not moved off of that line, according to Joe Lenardi. You look at some of the other teams across the SEC, Florida, listed as a 10 seed, Mississippi State as a 6, Tennessee as a 1 seed right now with Arizona, Kansas, and Purdue. I think Tennessee is looking like one of the top ten, uh, top 5 uh, best teams in the country. will be interesting to monitor that. Marquette, by the way, after their huge win over UCLA uh, just last night, I think that they're somebody that you're going to have to start to respect just a little bit here in this bracketology. Maybe they rise to the 1 seed line. Who knows? You look at some of the other teams in the SEC. I just wanted to point out Marquette, by the way. That was a great game last night. Texas A&M as a three seed. Auburn as a six seed. They've moved up there. You look across the board. There's Arkansas as a seven seed as well. There are so many different SEC teams in here. Eight projected to land in the field of 68 here at the end of the season. Kentucky, I think, will rise on this seed line. Again, that's that's just an expectation, partially a hope. We'll have to see what happens. That's your bracketology update. Kentucky still is a five-seed, a lot of other SEC teams, including some high-profile ones uh, in this uh, in this postseason projection right now. And then you look across the SEC in the Ken Palm rankings. Kentucky right now, in terms uh, in turn, excuse me, in terms of adjusted EM, they are currently sixth in the SEC. When it comes to, I think they're just their overall ranking in the Kimpom. I think that's what they what they use adjusted efficiency margin. That's what EM stands for, and that's kind of what ranks the teams from one to three hundred and sixty-two. Yeah, three hundred and sixty-two. There are currently five SEC teams that are ahead of the Kentucky Wildcats in the Kimpom rankings. That would be Alabama, who is currently ranked sixth. Actually, it's not rankings; it's it's ratings. I should correct myself there. Tennessee at number seven. Auburn at number 15, and this starts a log jam here that ends with Kentucky. So Auburn at 15, Mississippi State at 16, Texas A&M at 17, and then Kentucky was number 13 before playing St. Joe's. They dropped five spots. They were, I believe, had the number 37 adjusted defensive efficiency in the country 
And then they played St. Joe's, and they went from 37th to 52nd. I mean, holy cow, what a drop for the Kentucky Wildcats there after playing St. Joe's and giving up all those points. Um, That's what happens whenever you play a team that likes to shoot the basketball quite a bit. Arkansas behind Kentucky at number 29, and then you got to kind of start, you kind of start to see uh, the rankings here kind of spread out within the conference. Florida at 37, South Carolina at 58, LSU at 61, Georgia at 83, Missouri at 86, which is kind of surprising, Mississippi at 126, and then Vandy at 138. That's a lot of teams there in the top 150, top half of the country there, uh, according to the Kim Palm ratings. Again, Kentucky inside the top 20 for now. How do they play against Marshall? Arguably as good of a team as St. Joe's. How do they play against Miami next week? That is also going to be a huge question. I'm so excited to see what Kentucky does, especially once they get some of their bigs back. If you want to give your thoughts on what Kentucky's doing statistically or what they're going to do in this league, you can leave that in the YouTube comments below. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.